99.5 percentage of the projects fail the mega projects only 0.5 percentage of the projects succeed only 8.5 percentage of the project complete on cost so our today's book how big things get done how big projects get done written by ben flabjerg and dan gardner <laughs> So the book talks about multiple projects, the key headlines, we will talk about Heathrow Terminal 5, how it become the greatest success, why Pentagon was mishappened by commitment fallacy, how, what we can learn from Pixar level planning, what Sydney Opera House, what it done to the architect and he lost his career, how Guggenheim will bow the architect become the great success how Empire State Building is an epitome or an a, a example of the great project how we can do how Denmark school 20,000 school is more efficient what we can learn from that and lastly not the least what we can learn from the Legos the bricks how we make what we can learn from that and what Steve Jobs and Elon Musk is learning from that. So that's all the key headlines. Let's get started. Chapter 1, Think Slow, Act Fast. One of the main characteristics of any mega projects is that it will have a high level of influence on a political level and on an on a influential level so that it has to happen fast. So the point what authors are trying to make is that we should think slow and act fast. Or in another way to put it, we should do slow planning and fast execution. That should be. But normally opposite happen in the project. And usually we have a normal distribution, which we know from statistics and all, like everything is close to the median. But if you look at the wealth or the success of the projects and all, it's all actually fat tail distribution which in the sense in the median it will be dip and it will just fat tail to that up like that so the point is that we have to look at the projects in such a way that it is very rare first of all a project will succeed secondly we should work on simulations and iterations instead of just spending budget on making it happen and understanding what is the thing and experience, we should learn from the experience of the person as well as experience in doing the projects. Like many standards are used to tell like lessons learned and all. So we should, we can show lessons learned as an organization, as a person that matters. And solid team, even you have a billion dollars and you have a great influence and all a solid team is important he through airport when we come across that we'll come to that and modularity and scalability like scalable scalability something like scale free scalability and all so the point is that if you whatever is the project mega project we should be able to chunk it down as modules and we should iterate it in such a way that each deliverable or delivery is learning from itself and creating it. It is same for James Webb Telescope which was 450% over budget and it is same for a kitchen renovation or a home renovation project which almost most likely get over budget as well. So it happens, it is 
universal applicability what we are telling here so it is not necessary that you have to listen or read this book only when you work as a project or a project manager or something like that it is not necessary even whatever you are having an undertaking you just want to execute on a big scale then this book is for you chapter 2 commitment fallacy so book talks about the pentagon in 1941 when we have the world war second era and all franklin d roosevelt the president look for making one place as the the war department has been scattered across multiple parts of the country they want to make one headquarters but they have to make it not like a skyscraper like emirates uh, empire state building instead they want to make it something on a vast area instead of height because of the steel availability and all these things so that happened uh, pentagon was a requirement so initially they planned to make it the the pentagon what you see now that was not actually the place it was supposed to be as per the plan so it happened in a one week period like uh, one of the brigadier of uh, of franklin d roosevelt he got this uh, somerville he called somerville and all he got this task from president and he just work on it they tried to find a place on near the potomac river but later on they found out that this place is not good for construction then they tried to find another place which is close to it which is called arlington farm which also somehow they got it approved in one week including the president and the cabinet but later on it was again shifted because they tried to fit the pentagon in an asymmetric way there in arlington farm because all the five sides was uh with roads and all so the point what others are trying to make when we have a big projects in mind it doesn't mean that fdr or uh, somerville brigadier all the people who signed this in one week the architecture and all they are not having any less talented or not thinking people or not 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 because of that we try to commit fallacy in such a way that we think that okay we commit on something that means there is no much options left that's it so there is some also bias for action what it means is that people used to think that planning all this design thinking all such things are waste of effort instead we should do it just do it something like that so commit to not commit that is the important part you should not just commit on uh, just because somebody committed just do it that's and we sh- that way having that commitment fallacy we will overlook the problem and we will somehow give our confidence on the inaccurate estimates also in such situation so mega projects especially it demands speed but make sure you're not committing to not commit so make sure before you committing it chapter 3 right to left it talks mainly about a kitchen renovation project and all so mostly kitchen renovation projects it's an example which we all can relate to they try to start a kitchen renovation project so renovation in the sense um, we are just improving it so they tried to do something then when they tried to do that they thought that okay we will reuse some of the old floor tiles and all uh, 
later on they think that okay why we should change this now because this is a good opportunity to change like that this project the scope and his vision everything got changed especially this happened not only in a renovation project also it happened on a home construction project and all when you start making a home most of the time it will become over budget because you will think that okay i'm going to make only one home everybody surrounding you will tell the same and you try to do everything okay let us do it little more so something like that so the solution what trying to tell is that we should ask why we are doing this project if you follow the standards and all it will be something where we call like a vision project objectives project chart such things but here even on a small level like a home and all why we are building this home or why we are building a pentagon why we are building an empire state building so the point is that we should have that end goal in mind like they call back casting so apple g4 cube was very nice it was come from steve jobs vision and all but it was a failure in another way if you this back casting is something like an amazon approach because when amazon is trying to make a launch a product or starting a building a product or project they try to think what will be the faqs frequently asked questions and public like what will be the pr and the media want to talk about it or will talk about it they will usually such things happen when the end when a product is releasing that's what every company do but in amazon they do it opposite they do that first that will give give them some reflections on what this the outcome is they will have that back casting and that will give more collaborations and all but if there is no why there is no purpose in mind there is no vision in mind there is no outcome in mind then there will be a lack of collaboration and that will be somehow the failure will be the consequence of that limited vision chapter 4 pixar planning so sydney opera house is one of the most beautiful monument ever built by man it was on a project wise it was a project which was estimated to be completed in 4 years which took 14 years and it was an architectural marvel from one of the architect or a, or a, or a junior or an inexperienced architect john john woodson and it was a project which was 1400 percentage over budget and usually even during the opening ceremony of that particular project that particular architect was not attending he even did not come to australia afterwards he lost his career because of that project so it was even though it was a monumental architecture he lost his career because of that because of the lack of planning but in the other way guggenheim bilbao which constructed by another architect experienced person 60 and he was more meticulous in planning fan gehri that was actually a project which completed on time and completed within the budget and it was another monumental architecture planning is a passive concept it comes itself with some baggage 
But the point is that we have to think it in another way. The Latin word experiri is the root for experience and experiment. Even though you know how Thomas Alva Edison built the bulb, next time when you try to make it, you cannot make it the same electric bulb. That requires some experimentation, some experience. That's what planning is not a passive concept. It is an active concept which should include or we should include the same or a little more effort than what you are doing. It's something like you are making it doing it to yourself in your head or you are doing it within a fastest way or easy way like that iterative planning so planning itself is Pixar process they used to mention like Pixar when they tried to make a movie they initially make a very short script then they tried to work on it they iterate it then try to make a small version of that then they get a, a small group of audience look at it then they improve further so lot of iterative planning and insights is what the end result of a Pixar movie. It's not the same thing what have been conceived in the beginning. So experimentation allow us to identify the problems and resolve the risk. So active planning is something like trying, learning and adapting. Chapter 5, are you experienced? So we should value experience and learn from the past as we mentioned before. And we should prioritize reliability. That's more important than someone just make something to do and all. And maximize the planning experience even though we don't have all the planning experience we have. We can still hire consultants and subject matter experts to be part of it. Or we, or, or on a personal level, we can ask somebody who has done before. Most of the time, what the project you are doing, it's already done in a different way. Maybe you are scaling it in a different way. Also, learn from the new experiences instead of perfecting something prioritize on excellence over uniqueness and using proven designs and technology to just make your project successful chapter six you think your project is unique most probably the mega projects they are always meant to be the best the unique thing or the best thing in the world like that and people mostly think that there is no reference to such a project but actually they are wrong even you build a nuclear plant which is one of the most difficult type of project and also very less references available even though you can equate that to a transportation of a road or something or building a road, highways and all. So the point is that reference class forecasting should find a reference class on where your project is there and you have to just forecast on that. And you should be making planning and decision based on the reliable data available because most of the time mega projects will hit with black swan like very critical events like that and that will be some we should be able to address the extreme risk so risk is something like unknown unknown or known unknown whatever is that identifying it early resolving it, understanding the cause and not repeating it is more important. So data-driven forecasting and proactive risk management. That is what is important and also don't think your project is unique. It, it will not be the case most of the time. 
Chapter 7 Can Ignorance Be Your Friend? We mostly misunderstand creativity with planning. If a person is creative or a person or a group of people are creative that doesn't means that they can replace the planning efforts. So Hoft studies law and all it's talking about. So book gives an example of a electric lady studios example where a, a composer or a or a artist he Jimmy Hendrick he just want to make a studio and he just assign to someone inexperienced person to make it and he just get support from another person and they start making it but the problem happen is that it goes in overestimate and it just underestimating the benefits lot of things happen out of it so that's what the challenges of the just do it approach so they just have a vision they just have the money fund to it just do it that's not the case so optimism bias in decision making they think that everything will be okay because in the beginning everything will looks good we'll be overly estimating overly optimistic in benefit estimates and somehow we will have that myopic about planning or just not give that much focus on planning compared to the creativity of the people chapter 8 a single determined organism or or you should consider your project like that Heathrow one of the most busiest airport in the world they tried to make a terminal 5 in 2001 and that will be something like a largest free standing building in united kingdom and the, the the area which terminal 5 will take is something around 3.8 million square feet it was commissioned and uh, initiated in 2001 supposed to complete in 2008 but it completed as uh, in 6.5 years ago, like earlier than it is supposed to schedule so baa has three strategy to make it successful we'll make it very short first of course was the planning second thing they use lot of digital simulation enabled process to assist the planning process to have that iterative experimentation and and third strategy it was all about people even from the higher management to the bottom people they give that purpose vision and they give all the resources everything even if you have a glass having a problem or a googles or anything glass you just go there you'll get it everybody feel like they are doing something for something greater than their work that's what uh, an example of heathrow terminal 5 is giving us chapter 9 what's your lego so lego bricks usually we have this uh, used to build any structures we want because you, you have same blocks but you can make a building or you can make whatever out of this lego that's the thing so the most learning or most important learning we get from that lego bricks is that its efficiency or its approach of modularity scalability so danish Nepal Denmark school and Nepal school they built 20000 school which was constructed in under budget and also on schedule and having all the benefits even bill and melinda gates foundation used that project as an example one of the most important thing they use was that that modularity they just make one school they learn from that and then they make the another school so it was iterative and modularly repeating like you are making the same thing here then here so that way 
whatever is failure is happened here it will not repeat there but whatever we can improve from here we can improve there so 20000 iteration even empire state building it is actually a repetition of lot of modules in that everything having alike they repeated inside it that's one of the important part all even though even another another example is apple headquarters um steve jobs envisioned that one to be something like which is close to the environment and also in one building and all these things it was actually more like a cube like pods pods like they are just repeating the pods to make the apple headquarters so each portion is getting repeated even tesla giga factory is actually an an example of this modularity the giga factory the small procedure or process is getting multiplied and they're making it such a giga factory and having that production at all so the most important thing when we are having such modularity or scale free scalability is that accelerated learning cost reduction and of course scalability comparison to traditional approaches which have high cost and also it will slow down the progress and we'll see unforeseen challenges and all but here here the situation will be that we are doing it already so we'll, we can manage the cost or when we are doing it in in modules and at the same time we can enhance or we can improve the progress and we can see easily see the challenges so it's cost effective and scalable we have the final concluding chapter which is more about 11 heuristics for project leadership it's mostly a conclusions of our lesson so first point is that seek out to people who has deep domain experience whatever you are trying to do just get somebody experience in that domain in your project get your team right that's important also whatever your execution similar to what the airport terminal 5 example get the team right third point ask why the ultimate desired outcome of this project that will give you lot of ideas on what to take what not to take what to commit what not to commit break down the mega projects into modular components that's another thing the, the beauty of modularity think slow act fast you should plan slowly or think slowly and act fastly invest time in understanding and minimizing the risk that is point number 6 consider your project as a part of a larger class like that's what that missed by pentagon when they tried to make it they don't see it how it looked like when it is in the arlington farm and all and also prioritize risk mitigation it is not that your job is beautiful when you just solve a risk it is more beautiful or more efficient that you prevent or mitigate a risk from happen say no to distractions and unfeasible ideas that's another part strong relationship with stakeholders that's another important topic so have that relationship there and recognize the impact and uh, mitigate the impact of behavioral biases so that's the conclusion of the book so until we come across in the next book bye for now thank you